Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back, everyone, to Podside Picnic. And yes, we are now approaching that most wonderful time of the year, Krampusdacht. And for exactly that uh, occasion, we will be discussing the 2015 actually released in theaters, not a straight-to-DVD or streaming movie, Krampus. Uh, so, uh, with me to discuss this, uh, movie is, um, Chris and Kurt. Hi guys. Chris, Chris and Kurt Kringle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Oh, you discovered little, my secret name. Little did we know. <laughs> Chris, yeah, are you going to start yelling like Will, Will Ferrell and Elf? Uh, <laughs> if you learn anyway. the true name of Santa, do you, uh, can you? Can you command him? Like uh, that. That actually makes you think of um, what? Uh, what's what's the name of that Terry Pratchett novel? Um, Is it with uh, Hogfather? Uh, yes, thank you. Yes, Hogfather, where it turns out that um, all the children's teeth that the Tooth Fairy collects are are actually like the Tooth Fairy collects them to prevent them being used by like necromancers or like sorcerers to to you know control uh people with like bone magic <laughs> and that santa is actually like a bone wizard guardian of of children's teeth anyway anyway that just <laughs> that little riff just made me think of that i i, I had no idea that 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 the Hogfather was actually an anti-necromancer uh, <laughs> yeah there you go folks uh another another good santa slash christmas riff um for uh to to add add to the yule pile alongside krampus Mm -hmm. so uh and this was um i was i was noticing that this was directed by michael doherty uh Mm -hmm. who had also i guess uh his thing is doing like uh holiday themed movies uh, (laughs) because he also directed uh trick-or-treat that's right and i i I watched that a long time ago and i sort of remember liking it um i remember the i know the, the the main kid with like the the like burlap sack on his head kind of has become like a a figure that people have been using for halloween decorations and things like that right uh, well uh, and it's funny because that came to my attention that movie came to my attention more or less at the same time that um that the orphanage came out Mm. And I keep on mixing the two <laughs> and it's, they're very different movies. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, this is honestly, uh, I, I, you know, all the people is like, oh, you know, die hard's a Christmas movie. He's like, no, fuck off. This is a Christmas movie. This is a fucked up Christmas movie. Yes. Um, 
And I actually, um, I, I totally understand if people, uh, just switch out and decide this is my Christmas movie because this Christmas movie is actually pretty, pretty metal. I love it. Uh, I, I, I started, like I, I had mentioned this, um, uh, before we started recording to you, Chris, but I, I do want to repeat it here. I had started watching this and I thought I'd seen it all the way through and somehow I, I didn't finish it and I, I dropped mm-hmm. off before the main sort of like the, like right after you first see the arrival of the Krampus and that mm. whole scene where he's jumping from house to house, but we can get into that. <laughs> um, and for some reason I didn't continue. And I'm like thinking to myself, why didn't I? Because that, that actually is a, a badass scene. Um, so uh, ha- had you seen this before Chris? Uh, I mean, and, and also, can, can do you want to talk about like what we were talking? We our confusion off offline where we were talking about like well which Krampus movie is it exactly? Yeah, uh, no, I I had not seen this, um, and I do recall, um, you know, right around when this came out, there there was just a a bevy, uh, uh you know, a bumper crop of Krampus films, uh, that had come out. So I I got confused when we were first talking about this because I was I was like, whoa, wasn't there a Krampus two? And like you know, it just it, it was kind of almost like the you know the the Krampus effect where I was just like, Oh, I, I for- completely forgot that there was not actually a Krampus too. There was just a million like cheap, like, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, asylum style, like uh, uh ripoffs. Cause I guess, you know, f- folklore is the one thing that we don't actually have IP over yet. So. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, I feel like uh, the Krampus, I don't know exactly when Krampus started getting pop culturally popular. The first time that I heard of Krampus was probably shortly before um, there's a Venture Brothers Christmas special <laughs> that yes. the Krampus features prominently in. Yes. Um, and that was, I looked it up, that was actually back in 2004, remarkably oh enough, which was a oh while ago. And it must have, it, it couldn't have been very, very far before then. I feel like right around 2003 to 2006 or so, all the... Did you guys have this experience where, like, you know, gr- growing up, you were always, like, the weird kid who knew about weird shit? Like, <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, so you knew a little bit about, like, something like Krampus, or you knew about, like, the time that uh, a like a very large whale beached itself and died, and they, they tried to blow it up with dynamite, and they blew up, you know, there was, like, a huge you know, blood gobbets falling all over the place. Cause that was a terrible light. Like all, all this is like random weird shit that before the internet, you know, you, you just knew because you were the weird kid or the weird guy who knew about that stuff. And then around 2004, 2005 sites like cracked.com started making like mm. millions of listicles. That was all stuff like that. And so yep. all of a sudden stuff like the Krampus got really popular and kind of like cliche very quickly. And I feel like the, the Krampus was like one of the first, First things I remember that happening to being like, oh, this went from like a thing that very few people knew about, at least at least in, you know, the English speaking American world, I guess, um, to being something that was like, oh, it's a cliche. 
Yeah. Uh, and and I definitely feel like around the time that this film came out, I, I, I was fucking sick of hearing about the Krampus. So I <laughs> yes. didn't I didn't pay any attention at all to it. Um to my detriment, because actually this is as you guys have alluded to, it's it's a pretty good film, honestly. Like as far as like as like PG thirteen, like somewhat soft touch uh horror films go. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was it was fun. Yeah, it, it kind of. Uh, I I think it's like a very. It feels like a very like um like the whole idea of like Krampus feels like a very like uh, Reddit thing where it's like yes, it's very epic bacon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like you know, I enjoy Christmas, but I'm a, I, I'm a little bit different than the normal people. <laughs> I'm a little bit twisted. Just a, just yeah. a little bit twisted. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> before before anyone was Jokerified, they're Krampusized. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, so uh yeah, I, I think I think uh you're absolutely correct, Kurt. I, I think I first started hearing rumblings about Krampus um probably briefly before I saw the, the Venture Brothers Christmas special. Uh, which is very funny, you know, obviously. It's great, it's, it's great. And I <laughs> I love that the Krampus is like a weird pervert. And like his whole thing is like is like beating people on the ass with like a stick seems to be the thing he wants to do anyway. Sorry. Well, I mean, the, the, the Krampus just finds that you know ten percent of people actually like that type of thing. You know, uh, they decide to go with him. Uh, that's that's why he takes them away in their little his little wicker basket. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And let's not even get into the weird uh the the lady Krampus that uh, featured on on gift cards as well where it's just she's like a, a gigantic proportions uh lady Krampus with her tongue lolling out just like the regular Krampus but also like beating uh men in business suits and yeah, nasty uh, gentlemen. generally nasty she 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 gathers up nasty gentlemen and the nasty gentlemen that are in the little wicker basket on her back all look like they're just so happy. <laughs> Let's not read too much into that, shall we? <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm seeing one of the gift cards in my mind right now, and I cannot stop. I, I gotta, I gotta mute myself before I start cackling here. But, um. But yeah, uh, so so uh, I I don't know whether we want to summarize the movie itself. I I feel like um, we could get into a little bit beforehand. Uh, like this was what uh, I guess what would be considered like a mid budget movie. Weirdly, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, these it's days, only you know, it's based on the Wicked- million. Yeah, that that's not much at all, especially for a, an effects heavy movie like this. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's surprising to me. It, it's funny. There's there seems to be something funny that goes on with some of these like mid budget effects movies. And I don't know if it's just like the directors like have a lot of connections in the industry, or like they happen to catch people during a downturn, or or what it is. But stuff like this, um, so, something like Upgrade, for instance, these movies that mm-hmm. cost like fifteen to twenty million and have like way better looking effects. Than stuff that costs ten times as much. Because, like, for instance, like I, I mean, like the, the the effects in Krampus, a lot of them are practical. Like, a lot of it is like people in suits. Even mm-hmm. like the Krampus himself is a, a lot of it. You can tell is just like like is a guy in a suit with with like a mask, and they do like a little bit of CG sometimes. Um, but it looks really good. It looks better than stuff like um, what's what's that one about the creepy doll? 
uh, is it um, Annabelle? Is it Annabelle? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah like it looks it looks as good or better than something like that which costs at least twice as much i think um so yeah yeah it's it's like a it's like a mid to low budget film in the modern terms it, it looks great yeah the, the the effects look terrific it never looks well, cheap to me well and, and and you know i think we were we were talking um like off the air like over the last week or so uh and and uh you know, uh, friend of all of us, uh, Rose uh, at RIP Cinema had mentioned something about the um, what was it, Kurt? The artificiality of uh, of movies or whatever, or storytelling in general, and that uh, that's something that uh, people have oddly rejected and oh, in yeah. general to their de- to to the detriment of the art. And I feel like. Um, connecting that to this i feel like a lot of especially like after the the storm the ice storm happens and everything everything looks fake but you're bought into it Mm -hmm. because they've done a good job of like establishing the family being sort of a bunch of dopes and shitheads to each other (laughs) and you're ready you're ready for them to sort of have like the the slasher experience right like all of them get picked off and blah blah and uh it it helps you Uh, i don't know it's it because the the outside of the house once it's like everything's covered in like ice and snow uh, just looks fake, but also you want to, you know, like it, it I, I don't know. I, I wanted to believe it. Yeah. Absolutely. The, um, the, y- yeah, the, the, there, there's an aspect of this that I almost wish had more of like a classic, um, slasher look to it that more like slightly grungier look like it, it's funny because watching the film. So I, I mean, I'll, t- I'll take a shot at like a 10 second synopsis. Um, a boy with a shitty family having a bad Christmas wishes that his family would all go away. And so the Krampus shows up and, and does that and takes them all away one by one as a, as, as a slasher monster with, with, with his like, you know, demonic helpers, essentially, it's essentially the plot of the film. Mm -hmm. Um, what it reminded me of the most was like one of the slumber party massacre films in particular, Mm. a lot of the tone reminded me of like slumber party massacre two, which is, uh, which is this film where, um, uh, a a guy named the Driller Killer, uh, who has like he looks like a like a rockabilly guy and has a and has like an electric guitar with a big drill in the front and he's some kind of like demon nightmare like Freddy Krueger type figure keeps showing up and doing like sexy dances and then like killing people with his big like drill guitar and doing like Prince esque you know very highly eroticized dances and moves with his, you know, his, his guitar. Um, and the tone of it where it's like, it's both functioning as like a slasher and as kind of like a, like a goof really mm-hmm. reminded me of that. And, and I, it, it made me wish that some of the sheen of this film wasn't, wasn't there because it right. does look, it looks like it looks very good, but to what, uh, what Rose's point was, it was, was in, in part about, yeah, about like the, the people's re- refusal of artificiality in films. And I definitely felt like there was, there was a, a, a high sheen artificiality of like good budget on this mm-hmm. where like everybody looked, everybody's makeup was very well done. The house looked very nice. They were very nice sets. And it almost make, made me wish that it looked a little less good because it would have felt a little bit more 
more like grimy and realistic. Um, well, a, ver- a very minor gripe, though. Yeah, and I think that that was kind of something I wanted to talk about was um, it's there's kind of like two tones going on at the same time that, and I don't think it necessarily does a good job of meshing them together. So, like, it's the movie. It, it takes a long time for the Krampus stuff to really ramp up, and until then, it's kind of like the a standard. Up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one might say that but uh yeah but yeah so until that happens um you know it's kind of just a standard like christmas comedy holiday feel-good movie of like oh everybody's it's it's almost the exact same setup of cr- vacation actually yes, it is. yeah yeah it's been mm-hmm. the same plot as yeah uh, where as like vacation. you know the, the, yeah. the yokel relatives are in for christmas and oh boy they have their dog and he's you know like that kind of thing um and then uh, so like, and then it kind of like, and then also uh, it, it kind of keeps that uh, com- comedic tone going throughout the rest, which is you know fine. I'm, I'm I am perfectly you know I love so uh, horror comedies, but um, those movies do a better job of balancing the two. Whereas this one, I felt like it, it had a little bit more of the modern like. Um, it, you know, less of the goofy horror comedy stuff that I love and more of like, oh, well, like it, they don't say it, but it's almost as if like, oh, well, that happened kind of stuff. Yeah, um, there's there's a little bit much of I, I know what you mean. And there, there's a little bit much of like the David Kirchner. Am I saying that right? David Kirchner? Uh, Ke- Kechner? Kechner, I think I'm it not is. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, Adam Scott characters feel like they definitely have a little bit of that and i i I could have used a bit less of them yeah i know that like they were like like they and like tony collette were like the big gets of the film i i you know and in terms of like anchoring it so i understand why it focused on them but it actually kind of felt like their characters didn't have a whole lot to to do it kind of felt like they were teleported in from another slightly more serious uh film (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in a way but yeah yeah i i, I know exactly what you mean yeah i, I agree like the two tones were a little bit uneasily balanced and when it worked i think was later on when you got like all of the krampus's wacky helpers and you mm-hmm. had a lot more like physical comedy of of like these weird you know to- like fucked up toys like attacking yeah. them and they're fighting them up in the basement and one's like a weird jack-in-the-box that's eating kids and another one's like a weird like christmas angel mechanized uh you know alita thing <laughs> like, like that's, yeah when, when it got to that part it kind of made me wish yeah i was like man I, I wish that there had been a bit more of this and a bit less of the early dread yeah. um because the dread doesn't really pay off so much and i think if you compare it to something like Shaun of the dead um it it builds just enough dread to make it funny when it kind of like starts goofing on it whereas this feels like it actually like this actually could have pivoted into a much darker film and i was kind of expecting it to and then i kind of felt it bumping up against that pg-13 horror comedy vibe and being like oh well there wasn't really a payoff for you know the earlier more tension building stuff, I guess. Well, I mean, there's there. I think that the the issue is that yeah, I I do agree that like for instance, it, it I think it careens into several different sort of um, standard or almost stereotypical uh, horror set pieces, um, where you know uh, you have the bonding moment between uh, Tony and uh, his brother his brother in law. Um, 
which is David Koechner's character. And let me see here. I keep on forgetting his name. Uh, Adam, it's Adam Scott. Well, no, that's uh, Tony's Adam Scott. Uh, or Tom is Adam Scott. And, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and um, Howard. Howard is uh, is David Koechner. Um, so when they go, and it's basically like almost like uh, like that initial patrol in Aliens. Where they're like, you know, <laughs> yes. like scoping out the, the the perimeter and shit like that, you know, like, and, and this all happens after the scene that I've already alluded to, where um, the their uh, Tom's daughter, Tom, Tom and uh, uh, Adam Scott and Tony Collette's daughter go goes out to supposedly check on her boyfriend. Uh, I'm gonna guess because they were texting earlier in the movie. Um, to check up on him because like basically after, uh, the kid basically has this Christmas letter that he's written to Santa, uh, who he then tears it up and throws it out the window. And that sort of is the inciting incident for the storm to come in and the Krampus to visit. Um, she then decides, you know, it knocks out all the power. Uh, they can't, they don't have any cell phone signal, you know, all that good stuff. So it, it sort of covers its bases in the, uh, like, oh, well, why didn't they call each other on cell phones? You know, that type of thing. Um, and they have to go on foot and she goes on foot initially. And, uh, just basically the entire neighborhood is a wasteland. Uh, and there's that great scene where I, I'd mentioned before where she's just like in the middle of the street, just sort of like walking, crunching along on the, on the snow. And she, you know, like she hears something like this, just this, the faintest jingle. And then suddenly you hear this. Woof. Yeah. And she looks over on one of the, the like, and this is a great shot too, because the, the camera sort of slings around and looks over her shoulder uh, like from her, like it's facing her to get her reaction shot. And then it sort of like slings around and looks over her shoulder. And you were seeing what she's seeing, which is this enormous hunched figure with like these horns, but it's like all draped, like in like, it just looks like a sack with horns just hunched over on the, on the, on the uh, rooftop. And that entire scene is so great that was and, very effective. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it just ratchets ratchets up the tension. Uh I do love the fact that uh you do get the the almost standoff where she's hiding under the the poor uh the poor delivery guy's van <laughs> and you see the hooves of Krampus just like clomping about and then suddenly he leaves. And that is that. Or is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm glad you mentioned um, Beth, I believe is the name of that character. Uh, mm -hmm. Something I struggled with was when this film starts, it invests a lot of time in making you feel like the relatives are as shitty as possible. Oh boy. They're mega shitty. Like the kids are real fucking assholes yeah. to um, the main family uh at um adam scott's character is like kind of a piece of shit um tony collette is like a little bit like picky kind of like micromanaging event planning but like she seems pretty you know pretty good max seems you know pretty sincere and good uh beth seems fine 
she just kind of seems like like a teenager and, and everyone else mm-hmm. sucks and so i was kind of expecting i was expecting the film to play out like so so you know if 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 you watch like older slashers what usually happens is like they build up a, like a bunch of characters as either innocent idiots or they suck and so you're <laughs> either and those are the ones who get picked off first, either the people who are, you know, the, the complete dopes or the people who are really annoying. You're like, hell yes, the annoying people like, ate shit. That's great. So I was expecting <laughs> the film to delight in taking out the people who kind of suck. Um, and it doesn't really follow through with that. So like like Beth is the first person to go and she's kind of fine. Like she's like a little bit, you know, teenagery. Um, but then after that, the rest of the film, I was like, oh, when are they going to take out these really fucking irritating, you know, other kids who are like, like they're shitty to, to Max. They make fun of him and mock him and you're waiting for them to get what's coming to them. And they never like, they, they kind of don't. Um, and so that, that's, that's my only complaint is like, it starts off again. It kind of, it kind of starts off like, okay, yeah, you know, isolate one person and, and pick them off. But then you don't quite get that, like that horror payoff of like oh i'm sad that this person died but also they were very annoying and so i'm, I'm kind of laughing along so yeah and, and it also doesn't do the thing where you know the they learn to get along or they you know they find the you know the the admirable qual admirable qualities between you know among themselves the kids um, so don't the, the adults kids don't. do the yeah, adults exactly. do the, the adults right. come to respect each other but yeah the kids just stop being shitty so, well, sorry for cutting the, you off yeah, well, you know, that's okay. Cause I mean, and then at, at the end when, when, uh, uh, his name is Max, right? Yeah. When Max finally like, you know, begs the Krampus to, to spare his family and, and everything to, and, and instead, uh, take him, uh, I, you know, other than the fact that the Krampus is just taking out everybody, which is, you know, would be horrifying. It, I, I didn't get the sense that he was doing it out of any sort of like love, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, <laughs> he was just kind of just like, make it stop, make it stop. Like, so like, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was like a big, like emotional arc or anything. If it was just like, yeah, I, I I'd be begging whoever to stop if it, it was just random like you know a a giant uh robot toy was started stabbing my dad in the back or whatever <laughs> well i think i think um this is like one of these weird things because uh I, I i sort of the way i saw it is that because max is the one who starts like starts the process right the mm-hmm. the, the whole cycle uh, that then later uh, we find out that the grandmother's gone through as well. So you know, like throughout the the initial parts of the film, and uh, even after the the storm rolls in and the power goes out, you know, she's got like these cryptic. You know, she's obviously the the ethnic grandmother uh, archetype, if we will. Right? She's German. She's from the old country. She doesn't even speak English regularly. You know, she uh, she always speaks in I guess in <laughs> German. Was- it was funny though how like did, did did you notice how they handled that three different ways where initially they're subtitling it mm-hmm. and then about halfway through the film they start just ha- they start not subtitling it and every line Max has to translate and be like oh she yes. said this and then all of a sudden she just starts speaking English whenever it's convenient and I was like <laughs> I feel like they should have picked one that stuck with it. <laughs> Well, I, I, I felt like the the thing that uh, made the transition just to her be like, 
fuck it, I'm going to talk English, uh, that made it work for me was the shitty aunt. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, my God. She was great. She's like, she was great. English, finally. <laughs> she yeah. was the Jesus best character Christ. in the film. I loved, I loved her. I found her so grating at first, and then she is she is terrific. I loved that you know, she's She's great. She's great. I, I honestly <laughs> – uh, what what is her name? Um, Conchetta uh, – shit, I'm going to forget. Conchetta Farrell. Okay. So, yeah, she is fantastic. And, and just like – Nancy um, is, it, is that the name? Is, is that her name? Yeah, I think it's Aunt Nancy. Aunt Dorothy. Uh, Aunt Dorothy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and and she's great because basically she comes. She's like, she feels like one of these people that you've met somewhere, right? <laughs> she feels like a yes. Kathy Bates character. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I could, I could buy that. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but but yeah, I I just thought that the when she just uh, owe me the the grandmother just cast aside. Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna talk directly. I'm gonna give the exposition in English. Uh, uh, probably a a a decision in somewhere in the script as well to be like you, you just can't have Max just like. She talks, then Max talks. It's, no, it's going to bore people to tears. Um, so uh, her line about like, oh, English, I knew it, or some shit like that was yeah, like that so was great because it, it sort of cements her her sort of uh, un- insensitiveness. Yeah. But she's also, a Greek chorus to the film. But yeah. also, yes, she's like a Greek chorus for you. And you're like, ah, yes, okay, finally, we're going to get some fucking exposition here. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, that is funny because yeah, you're absolutely correct. Like she'd say something and then Max is like, wait, hold on. Weren't there subtitles before? Yeah. And, and people kept asking him like, what did, what did she say? And it, I, like, I, I think there's probably eight different lines in the film where someone's like, what did she say? And it's like, okay, you could just subtitle it or just, have, yeah. just reveal that she can speak English. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I thought, I actually thought that they were going to reveal that, that only Max could see Omi. And that uh-huh. actually he had, he had mm. like imagined her and that she was part of it in, in some way um, because it's it felt very it, it, again like this is like like a like a funny goofy slasher horror comedy. And so like it feels funny to analyze it on this level, but she feels very out of place with the rest of the film where it's like there's just like a German woman speaking German. In- <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and she also like she's playing Adam Scott's mom and she looks like 80 years old. Yeah. So, like <laughs> she she had him when she was 16, okay? Come okay. on. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, can, can we just say it was it was very uh br- brain confusing to me to have Tony Collette in this in this film because i i just kept thinking about like like uh, hereditary uh, yeah about about uh hereditary including yeah. like yeah it was very it was very <laughs> strange it, it and i mean well, cause like, when did yeah, hereditary I, I, come I, out was that like like 2017 Kurt, or was that no oh. you, you know it was i think it was 2017 or 20, 2018 i forget uh, uh i i could look it up I, well i was gonna say and i'll shut up that that it became better after Hereditary came out because it retroactively made this casting decision funnier. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, well I, 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 yeah, I, I kept on thinking like, oh, so this is the Hereditary like uh, origin story. <laughs> Omi was actually the, the cultist. Yes. The cultist oh my God. Yeah. 
Well, and isn't there, there's a part in Hereditary where she's like hanging by her neck and there's a part in here yes. where she's hanging by her neck too. So mm. that was, yeah, that was mm. a weird, odd ripple. Um, I, I want to go back quick to um, when Omi finally like, you know, does the big ex- exposition dump of like what the Krampus is and everything like that uh, and how the movie switches to kind of like, a, you know, a CGI version of almost oh. like a, a claymation. That was um, great. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was pretty. Sort of very uh, Coraline type of yes, uh, animation yes. too. Yeah, like I was, yeah, it was like a um, uh, what's that studio? Like uh, like a, yeah. I, and I, I, I wasn't expecting that. Like that was a, a stylistic touch that kind of like came out of nowhere. But I, you know, like you said, I, I, I really enjoyed that. Well, I think it it really hammered home that this is like, like you're getting a little fairy tale inside the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which well, which uh, I'm suddenly reminded of uh, Uncle Howard <laughs> before he he jumps on the huge bloated uh, uh, Jack in the Box and gets oh. yeah, yeeted out the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where he see he yells, "Dark fairy tale bullshit!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, throws himself on it. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I also think it's like, it's a nice nod to like other Christmassy type, um, you know, media that you would normally see around this. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, the, 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 um, Harry, uh, not the, Harry, um, oh, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, uh, the Rudolph move, uh, like special and, uh, oh, those- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of things. There's there's no abominable snowman with a toothache in this one. Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. That's right. I couldn't. Oh my god. I was struggling. We actually just watched Santa Claus is Coming to Town and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer earlier today, Um, and those those hold up. Uh, There's some slightly weird stuff where it's like it feels Christian by omission. (laughs) <laughs> and it makes you just remember that like stuff in the seventies was just like a lot more, just like a lot more Christian, like, like by default than it is now. Yeah. Um, in, in a weird way. But, uh, but I, I still quite like those films. Um, and I definitely felt like Burger Meister, Meister Burger could have, uh, could have walked in, um, out of nowhere <laughs> or, or the winter warlock. So yeah. Very, very Wait, much who so. is, good, good who pull. is Burger Meister, Meister Burger? Burgermeister Meister Burger is like the town manager of the evil no toys, no Christmas town that um, Santa Claus comes to and meets Mrs. Claus before she's Mrs. Claus um, while he's being oh. raised by the, the wolves, uh, but by, by the wolves, by the elves. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a different by the story. wolf it's elves. It's a similarly oh, conjugated now. <laughs> uh, it's the wolf elves. He, he was raised by the Elfquest elves. Uh, yes. But yeah. Yeah. So like Burgermeister Meister Burger is like like the town manager type. Oh, okay. Guy. All right. For for whatever reason, I I jumped to and and I I don't know why because I know that his name is Cornelius whatever the dude that uh, Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. Yes. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, no, no, uh, actually friendly, abominable snowmen who are only fierce because they have a horrible toothache here. No, Krampus is actually pretty scary, uh, but he's he also lets a lot of his um, his dirty work be done by his dark elves and dark toys. <laughs> yeah, gotta uh, say. I- Gotta Go say, the gingerbread men not my not not the strongest thing in the film. I, I, I agree. Yeah, that, I agree. It's fine. 
Yeah, like I, I, I found them uh, like honestly, I, I found them to be like the the scrub tier of his helpers. <laughs> so you know they they were sort of like um sort of like just pixie like you know just like <laughs> they they laugh a lot and yeah. uh, they're they 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 love doing malicious shit, but uh, slightly below gremlins really in yeah. that. It, uh, it was funny when they had the nail gun. That was hmm. funny. I did enjoy yes. that. I do it's enjoy also, a nail gun joke. Get yeah. It. It's also I, noticeable. I also, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's it's also noticeable that they're they're like the only like purely CGI characters and they're, you know, less less uh, engaging than yeah, the rest of Yeah, they don't the, look great. They don't look no, bad, no. but they don't look great. Right. I, I, did, I did have a small laugh when... Um, when Howard uh, is pinned uh, because of said nail gun in the corner of the kitchen, and then he shoots the like the gas lamp. Oh, that was and great! I just, was cackling. I was cackling. I was, that was laughing great. so hard because, like, if you freeze frame, there's one of them that's on the ground. He's just sort of like he's he's lost a leg and he's on fire and he's looking down at his leg. Just really, I mean, honestly, some good some good uh, attention to detail at least there. But but yeah, I, I don't know that they're the the most menacing uh, of the bunch, but. Uh, also interesting to note that the most quote prepared uh, with a gun, shotgun, all the you know all the the the, the whole thing, right? The 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 survival prepper, uh, nine yards, uh, is actually sort of pinned down by some gingerbread men and a nail gun, right? Uh, but yeah, at the same time, like the 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 scene that you had alluded to before, uh, Kurt is happening upstairs. Which is, you know, they 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 stumble upon what exactly has happened to I forget which of the the daughters of the uh, of Howard and uh, and Jordan? Linda's I think it kids. was Jordan. I want to say I think it was Jordan. Yeah, because Stevie survives that. Um, but yeah, so Jordan gets like just swallowed whole by the by the jack in the box that was a great design um yes and it was very i liked the way that it used so so the whole time you're like so what happened with beth because a big question that hangs over this film is is it going to kill kids right mm -hmm. because horror films generally don't unless they're either very very goofy and off the wall or they're like quite dark right yeah nasty um, yeah and and th this film wisely kind of hides its its hand it doesn't actually it doesn't quite let on what kind of horror film it is for a bit um but then i i think by the back half of the film i was like okay so these people are all coming back like it's not actually killing the kids um uh and but I did like that there was a moment in, in a very Stephen King-ish fashion. The the evil Jack in the Box uses Beth's voice to lure the other kids upstairs, and that yeah. that was like oh, okay, yeah, like that was when it was functioning the best as just a straightforward horror film mm -hmm. uh, for yeah. me because that was genuinely unnerving. Um, and then and then like later on, I kind of felt like oh, like I was just I was just waiting to see how it brought everyone back. Um, because you, you not, not too far after that point, you, you kind of get the idea that it's not actually a kid killing film. So, um, 
I was looking it up, and and I mean, granted, I I didn't do like a deep dive, but I I had my questions because there's like a lot of uh, imagery of, and I guess this could go to Santa as well. I I don't know, um, but you know, half baked take, um, like when you get that uh, moment where uh, the grandmother faces. Uh, Krampus, you see that Krampus is so large that he cracks like the like the 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 drywall uh, mm-hmm. covering the chimney. Um, and and I I couldn't help but think like is this like is it related to birth in some way? I I don't know. Um, mm. it's like this weird thing, and then you have the opposite happening, right? where the jack in the box is eating the children but it's like holding it in like this gigantic and it's like extended uh body which then is you know it's it's made to look you know cloth like but i i couldn't help but like think oh like a gigantic termite queen gross yeah it's oh. it's very it's very aliens isn't it yeah yeah for sure um and I, I just was thinking about that because, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just asking a question. I don't know that there is an answer to it, but definitely, I, I, I get the feeling that the imagery is trying to hammer that home in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that the director and the other people involved in the movie uh, have thought a lot about these images, uh, as much as I have in the you know couple of hours since I've seen this movie. <laughs> it's it's hard to say i think because um i feel like mid mid to low budget horror films um sometimes as a positive sometimes as a negative i would say usually as a positive just kind of throw stuff at the wall so like mm-hmm. like i've kind of felt like they use all that stuff just because it was effective imagery like santa comes down the chimney so the krampus would come down the chimney Okay, what can we do with a jack in the box? Well, it's kind of shaped like a like a snake, so it'll kind of behave like a snake, you know. Like I, I kind of felt like they started with like a, with like a mood board of different Christmas things, and they were like, well, how can we make them evil? Right. Um, and and that there wasn't a whole lot of thought given to like thematic considerations, well, which which I, I think would... is good, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I don't disagree that, um, that, that maybe they threw some stuff at the wall and saw what stuck, but at the same time, like at the end, like they've all sort of reverted to sort of like this, almost they've gone back to, into the womb where it's nice and it's safe mm-hmm. and it's always Christmas, hmm. <laughs> Uh, which I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, it's not related, you know, they, they didn't connect those dots specifically but maybe i i'm doing that i don't know um but yeah i mean do we want to talk about the uh the the supposed climactic uh well, aspect of it before we do, we do that i've got it? i've got one more thing to say um Go for which it. is that was something that we're kind of dancing around is that this is a fundamentally messy film right like it doesn't have yeah. a particular strong theme it doesn't have a particular mm-hmm. strong image that repeats like it's not it's not like a hereditary or a midsummer where it's like hammering on a particular theme with like relentless intensity and like specific focus and like artistic drive and um i think that's good for <laughs> a mid budget horror film 
and it should be kind of a messy fuck up because the main goal of a film like this is just to entertain you, to gross you out a little bit, to, to you know, scare you a little bit, uh, to feel more intense than it actually is. Um, and I wish we had more films like this. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, I watched and was very critical of um, the first of the Fear Street films uh, mm-hmm. a, a few a few months back. Um, in large part because it felt like it 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 um it felt like it it could have been meaner or more chaotic than it was, and it let on what kind of film it was very early, where like the stakes were very low, and like it wasn't you know the people weren't like if people died, it was kind of fine. Like it 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 wasn't it wasn't as messy as it should have been. And this film is very messy. This is a film that that. You're not going to like obsess about and write 10 essays about. It just kind of has some interesting imagery and it kind of is of, you know, a fun hour and a half to watch. It's a fun hundred minutes. Um, and I think that's perfect for it. So I think the fact that we're pointing out all these like little, you know, like niggling things that we're complaining about is exactly as it should be. So I'll just, I'll just say that. I don't know. I, I, I agree. Um, I, the, the, there, there, there was a big part of me, however, that was like, I really want to see the uh, very nasty R-rated version of this, where yeah, there was yeah, yeah. like blood and gore and stuff like that, and like you know, uh, I, I feel like or uh, not so, and and that and that's what like while I was watching the movie, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh man, I because like there's the shot where. Uh, Beth, the, the teenage daughter, is like hiding under the truck, and she screams when the the jack jack in the box attacks her. I was expecting like sprays of blood and stuff exactly. like that. And when, yes, and, yes, me and, too. Yes, yes. And when we didn't get that, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be that kind of movie. So, um, and then that was like further underlined when I did watch some of the like uh, you know the behind the scenes featurettes on on the on the disc I had, and um, the the. I don't know if I think it was the director or or somebody else was like calling out like they specifically want like the uh like a gremlins or you know where it's like you know it's it's scary but it's still enough for kids to watch that they can be like it's scary enough for kids that they'll like you know remember it but like not so scary that you know it, it they that parents will refuse to show it to kids so and that kind that that did help me uh reframe it in my mind of like where this was directed to of like it's it's aiming for that kind of level of uh you know PG PG13 scary horror rather than like you know, a, a killer clowns kind of scary horror, right? Well, I, I I do agree with that, and and to to its credit, I do believe that Krampus is supposed to be like this sort of um, gateway horror film, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You you see it when you're teenaged, and it sticks with you, and then you know it it brings you into the the other stuff, right? Later on, when when you can watch. Mm-hmm. You know, or or perhaps you you find this sort of dull or whatever, and you go, well, you know, fuck it, let's go watch something else a little bit more extreme. Um, it's fine. It, it, I I think it's fine for what it is. I really enjoyed this mainly because it's the type of film that you don't really see that often anymore. Um, yeah. 
It is, you know, sort of like this mid-budget film. It knows it's a mid-budget film. It's not trying to be anything more than that. It's not trying to be artsy or anything of the sort. It's just, you know, trying to give you exactly what's on the tent. <laughs> it, is, it is really funny, though, because, like, Tony Collette is such a good actor um, mm. that, like – <laughs> After she comes back out of the chimney, when she's like, when when like Howie gets like dragged up the chimney by like, like the like gingerbread man chains, um, <laughs> yes. she, she sells being traumatized so effectively that it like it feels yeah. like like a much more serious film than it actually is. Where like everyone else is is doing these like very broad like comedic like oh my gosh what could just happen and she looks again she looks like she's in like hereditary. <laughs> she's experienced she's seen some real shit and you're like wow like she's experienced real trauma (laughs) so to be clear uh perhaps we should uh like if anyone's not seen this you should watch this immediately but anyway the the point is that uh this is after the fairy tale warning from the grandmother who says keep the fire hot right Mm -hmm. um and they don't and they don't and they don't they they let it they they let it die down and a chain comes down with a hook on it and at the end of the hook <laughs> is the lure of a gingerbread man who we we've already let let everyone know are alive in this particular this one of the you know the Krampus's helpers um and so uh, uh Howie Jr who is a large son uh Howard he's a, he's Senior a, he's, a boy. he's a treat boy Oh no no he Howard Sr. specifically makes it a point at the dinner to say that he is trying to com- he is trying to build a large son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so Howard Howie Jr. uh goes forth and sees a gingerbread man. You see him lick his lips basically and say, hmm, a treat. <laughs> and immediately bites into his head. Pause for comedic beat. Gingerbread man screams and then immediately starts like looping him, like grabs the chain that he's come down on and loops the chain around him and then whistles as soon as he's got him like nice and hooked. (laughs) So it's so good. It's such a great and funny thing. Uh, Like such a funny little uh, sequence because it's like, Oh shit! This is really gonna happen. <laughs> and Tinkalite like dives head first and grabs him by the ankles. Yeah, the, it's the so funny. Is fishing for husky boys. <laughs> well, he, he, you know. he reminds me of um, I forget what character it is from The Simpsons. The the little German boy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh the, Gunther. Yeah, Gunther. Yeah. Gunther, 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 yeah. Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> in my country <laughs> yeah. um so I, I i will say i was i was let down that there was no black pete in this i i, I don't know if you're familiar with black pete at all uh, I, I i am familiar with black pete um uh, the, the the show you're looking for uh chris is atlanta <laughs> <laughs> or or uh alternatively uh you know the prime minister of canada possibly <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Justin Trudeau when asked directly, he was like, I don't I don't even remember how many times I've done that. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. 
anyway, so um, I guess we could go to the uh, to the climax because uh, maybe I didn't mention it before or I got a, a little overexcited, but um, I think that one of the subversions here that uh, that the movie's trying to do is to make Max the final boy instead of the final girl, mm-hmm. and um, and perhaps in a in a very superficial way making making him the final. Excuse me, the survivor of everything, and uh, I I did find it uh, sort of refreshing that uh, he he basically like oh I'm gonna take the the wish back and whatnot and and you're sort of led to believe that that is actually gonna work. Uh, yeah, you get this whole scene where the Krampus with his gigantic clawed hands like takes you know like takes one tear off of him and like looks at it with his like weird mask over the real face mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like a, a a santa face just just like open open mouth horror santa yeah. face with goat eyes <laughs> because you're seeing the goat the the real eyes of krampus are back there you know yeah I do. Oh God, I love that fucking design. Yeah, um, it's it's a fantastic design. Oh, it's and, great. And Go yeah, I, I do want to shout out um it the all the creature designs and special effects were Weta Workshop, uh, oh, which is hell yeah, yeah Peter Jackson's um special effects house in New Zealand. It was uh, and, it was sold recently for a, an ungodly amount of money. Although I forget to whom. I want to say Disney, maybe. Uh, oh God. Okay. Well, anyway. Ugh. But, R.I.P. Uh, Weta. <laughs> just, I, I, I just feel like they're, they're like their their work is is just always spectacular. Uh, inclu- you know, uh, you know, including you know, Lord of the Rings, obviously, and, and the, the the creature designs and and the the uh, execution on them uh, in this movie is just phenomenal. It's terrific. Yes. Oh, but but by the way, I, I was wrong. It wasn't to Disney. It was actually to Unity, um, the the video game engine and graphics technology company um for 1.6 billion dollars it's amazing to me that unity has 1.6 billion dollars uh almost as amazing as the fact that peter jackson now has 1.6 billion (laughs) dollars very well maybe i mean to be honest with you like uh remember that the uh part of what weta was um was touting back in in lord of the rings days not uh not the hobbit uh Yes, days um, <laughs> was the fact that they're uh, there. They had like that weird, um, that weird sort of algorithmic uh, idea that uh, the the troops, quote unquote, uh, would respond in certain ways. Oh yeah. So uh... that might be something that they're really interested in for uh, for like you know sort of like uh, MMOs and other types of video games. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the movie. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, God, I love the fact that you, th- you think for a second that, uh, the, that the, um, that the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the Krampus is going to like rescind, like, you know, take it all back. And he 
takes the tear and then everyone starts laughing yeah. at Max. Oh, so good <laughs> because that's exactly what I'm expecting from like a dark fairy tale. It's like, no, you, the your first your first wish is the one. Yeah. No, Max, redemption is not possible. No, man. No, sir. Yeah. And then it doesn't end there. Yeah, it's, I mean that's that's the part that like I I was thrown for, I I have to admit I was thrown for a loop I was yeah. like wait what wait what yeah and then so the family wakes up and it's Christmas morning all over again and everybody's getting along and nobody seems to be traumatized and uh you know the Krampus is the, nowhere the, in sight the shitty family the 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 sort of white trash uh family members are not quite so white trashy yeah you know, they. They, 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 hey, Max, we, we thought you'd sleep through Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then it's like, you know, he, the Omi gives him, gives Max a, uh, uh, is it like a his, bell? Yeah, his, yeah. his little present. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bell off the Krampus, I think. Um, well, it's and, the same, it's the same bell that he threw to say that he rescinds his wish. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's the one, it's also the bell that Omi had been left with um, after she had summoned the, the Krampus and being left as, as like a warning to others. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then everybody else starts, uh, you know, remembering what had happened. Uh, and the camera pulls out and then it's revealed that they're in a snow globe uh, among thousands of other snow globes in like an evil version of Santa's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah. Honestly, I love that. I, I, I even love the flourish at the end where like uh, suddenly from the edges of the, of the frame, all the, all the evil toys suddenly, you know, like crowd oh, the frame yeah. is like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like the final cheap scare. That's that was, that was pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I appreciated that. And again, cheap scares are good in a cheap scare movie. Um, yes. And this is, yeah. this is very much that. Yeah. Which, which I'm, I'm fine with, like, like I'm fine yeah. with that. Like it doesn't, this is, this is not a film that is like, please take this seriously. This is about the power of family. It's like, no, this is about, you know, a fucked up evil Santa and his fucked up evil Santa <laughs> friends. And it's, it's like funny. And like, you know, everything in the film is designed to last for like a minute and a half. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like how long do we need the evil Jack in the box slug monster to work for like like a couple minutes right like and yeah that, that that's it it's not supposed to be like this big thematic thing about attachment to possessions or something it's just like eh, it's a fucked up evil thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's like a bunch of demons that are dressed up as toys fuck it it doesn't matter <laughs> i mean yeah i i think that that's that is honestly the the highest compliment I can give this film is the fact that it's not trying to be like it's not trying to position itself or try to be like capital I important in any way, shape, or form. It's just going for it. It's doing what it wants to do, and it did it with a certain level of competence. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that all of the uh, all of the parts sort of mesh perfectly, but that's fine. Uh, it's not supposed to, yeah. You know, like I, I'm not supposed to think that, sort of like the the modern version of what a B film 
uh, or a B movie would be uh, should mesh perfectly with everything else. You know? Right. Yeah. So, uh, in any case, like I honestly, like I think that this is like really a great. <laughs> this is uh, honestly a better Christmas movie than Die Hard is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, it's it's slightly below Gremlins, though. That's that's my only thing. Well, yeah, and, and I think Gremlins is like the the you know the the uh, epitome of this type of film where it's like family friendly horror Christmas movie that like you know perfect tone you know all the effects look great you know there's like genuinely funny jokes and everything in it um and you know only you know and of course it's you know that's at the steady hand of Joe Dante so of course it's going to be <laughs> really nice um but like. This is, and like you said, this is a below Gremlins, but it is shooting for the same thing. And I think it does a fair, it it's, gets, you know, most of the way there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't quite go as hard into wacky hijinks as the Gremlins films do, which I haven't seen in a long time. And it, it, it makes me realize that I should really re- revisit them. Because um, I was literally like a, like, yeah, I, I was too young to have seen them the last time that I saw them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, it, they're, they're not quite on that virtuosic level of, of capability and expertise um but they are in the same zone and i think they, they really benefit from pulling f- pulling from a mix of comedy and horror uh actors um and, mm-hmm. and yeah it, on, on that level it really it really works mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean, uh, well, uh, you're, you're, Kurt, you're convincing me that maybe we should do a Gremlins episode, um, including the new batch. You should, but um, you should get the, um, oh God, who is it who runs the, it, I, I don't know, I don't oh, know if yes. they still run it, the, uh, the, the like Bureau of Gremlin Studies or whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget the name of the the account, uh, but yeah, that that would be a, a great a great. <laughs> they said that they honestly. were going to delete the account uh, if uh, Bernie didn't win, so I so, so they might have. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I guess R.I.P. <laughs> we live. We live in this in this cursed world that we have created. <laughs> 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 anyway, so uh I guess maybe it's uh last thoughts time. I don't know. Uh what do you think? Uh so I I I think this is one that I'll definitely watch again around Christmas time. I I, I like doing, you know, seasonal appropriate uh movies and uh you know, it's there's enough uh like e- e- even if it were just the creature designs alone, that would be enough to come back uh, to watch this again, um, but then there's there's more to it. So I, I not you know like as we were saying, not not a ton more, which is good. Like it's you know not everything has to be deep, not everything has to be uh, you know meaningful. Sometimes it could just be fun, and this is fun. Yeah, it's uh yeah it's it's fun. It's good. This is the second um uh Christmas movie that I've watched this year, uh, apart from ones that I've watched with my kids. The first one was Wake and Fright. The uh, the, oh, the 1970s yeah. <laughs> uh, Australian psychological thriller, 
um, which is technically a Christmas film, even honestly more so than Die Hard, I, I would say. <laughs> but, but, but of course, because because it's uh, it's in the Southern Hemisphere, um, it is like you know, like December is like the middle of uh, summer, <laughs> so it's a little bit a little bit of a different vibe. Um, and it was it was enjoyable. I, I enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of like the Christmas horror films that I haven't seen. I might check more of them out. Um, this is definitely a film that I'll come back to and like. Uh, seven years when my you know older daughter is like you know 13 or 14 and is getting mm-hmm. to the age when she'll be able to actually watch like a you know an intro horror film and I, I think that this will be a good one for it and you know what i i appreciated the ending of the film for finding a way to split the difference between actually ending on a bummer and kind of like being like a tolerable bummer right like you know, it's not, it's like, it's definitely a downer ending, but it's not like a feel bad downer ending. It's kind of like a feel good downer ending. It's like a cheeky, it's <laughs> cheeky, it's cheeky. So cheeky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, um, uh, two evil gingerbread men way up. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, um, so, uh, gents, uh, where can we find your work? Uh, we host the Parents Just Don't Understand podcast, which takes a critical leftist view on children's media. Yes, and I also have uh, a magazine called Blood Knife, which is at bloodknife.com or patreon.com slash bloodknife. Our next issue is about Satan, and it's coming out in December um, because it's uh, it's the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to watch out for Satan Claus, folks. <laughs> He's out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to thank you for coming back uh, to talk about this uh, this movie, uh, Chris and Kurt. Uh, and of course, to our listeners, thank you very much. And uh, thanks again for listening to Podside Picnic. We'll catch you next time. Season's greetings. <laughs> <laughs>